The Picks and Puns podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Phaser Marketing. Let's be honest, either you own a small business or you know someone that does. Phaser Marketing offers a one-stop shop marketing team for your business. They stop you from wasting your valuable time trying to learn and juggle the core elements of marketing. If you want to focus more on what you do best, make sure to check out their website at phasermarketing.com. That's P-H-A-S-E-R marketing.com and take your business to the next level. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Picks and Punts podcast. I'm your host, Drew Winter, and I am accompanied by some elite football minds, including Andy Zarnowski and Adam Wishick and Nick Nowak. Guys, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm Good. doing swell. So Drew, we... thank... go, ahead. Oh, go ahead, buddy. I was going to say thank you for so much for hosting the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, no my... problem, man. Thanks for coming Analytical... on. Oh, 100%. My uh, analytical intake, whatever good or bad, I think that there's a lot to learn. I think that there's a lot to show, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun and hopefully give these subscribers uh, winning picks so we can make some money and bring no down kidding. the books this weekend, baby. Exactly. Bring That's down goal. that book. Beat the book. <laughs> so we are doing this over Zoom, so we know the audio isn't going to be the best. So just bear with us for the time being as we are looking at more options in the future of what we can do to increase our audio quality. Uh, we are actually recording this on Saturday, October 17th. We did record this yesterday on Friday, but due to, due to some technical difficulties, we are recording again today on Saturday. But anyways, guys, let's get to this week's slate. We have a few marquee matchups, including Green Bay and Tampa Bay, as well as the Chiefs and Bills on Monday night. Let's go ahead and get right after it. We'll start with the Carolina Panthers as a home favorite of one and a half versus the Chicago Bears. We have the Bears coming off a big home win against Tampa Bay on Thursday. I still believe the Bears are the most fraudulent team in the NFL. Panthers, on the other hand, started the season with two consecutive losses. They rattled off three wins versus the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Atlanta Falcons. Teddy Bridgewater has been a huge part of those three wins. He's second in the NFL in completion percentage, top 10 in the league in yards and QBR. Don't forget about running back Mike Davis, who has been averaging seven and a half receptions per game, filling in for the injured Christian McCaffrey. Andy, I want to start with you, and I will start by asking you this. Do you agree that the Bears are the most fraudulent 4-1 team out there? <laughs> you, can't, you can't get that out of me, man. I'm a Bears <laughs> fan. I'm born and bred here in Chicago, man. Just like Big Cat and the Barstool podcast, I will not apologize for that 4-1. <laughs> um, however, I will go, <laughs> I'll, I'll go off that and say that I think that there's a lot of improvements the Bears can make. I think that they've had a lot of fortunate outcomes that have led them to this point. But I do think this is a get-right game for the Bears. I think that uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he's a dink-and-dunk guy. He's, he's, a, he's never going to take those shots downfield, and I think that the Bears um, – pass defense is going to contain him well. I do think it's going to be a big Mike Davis game on the Panthers end. Um, I believe that it's a close spread for a reason. I do think that this is a get right game for the bears though. Nick Foles, uh, he's been playing pretty well this season. Um, but the, the money that I have right now, the big kicker, the key to this game is David Montgomery. Uh, not very good this season. He's the show. Uh, for, this season. Absolutely. Uh, forgive me. I am on Mike Davis's stats right now, but what is uh, um, his yards per carry this season before contact? I believe it's under three or it's right around three. It's not very good, uh, but that's beside the point. 
Uh, Carolina's rush defense has been lackluster at best this season. If the Bears offensive line can block appropriately and Mike Davis can carry the ball for on average four or five yards per carry, the Chicago Bears will have no problem moving the ball downfield. And I think they could win and I think they could win by a lot in this game. Yeah, I uh, I kind of agree with you with the Bears on this one. I just think what I saw last week against Tampa Bay, especially in the late parts of the game, was you saw the swagger of that Bears defense from 2018. I think a lot of those guys are gaining that confidence back and they're kind of just getting back to the rhythm. I also think Nick Foles is just a winner. I mean, he just kind of pulls it out no matter what. And I also love just the fact that it's plus one and a half for the Bears. So if it comes down to a field goal for the Panthers, which it could be a one-point game in this, I just love taking the Bears plus one and a half. Uh, Bears defense has that swagger. Nick Foles is the winner. Um, Yeah, it's more of a gut pick on this one and just kind of trusting that this Bears team is weird enough to win this game. See, just to to go off of that one final point, um, earlier this week, we did get note from Matt Nagy that he had a conversation with Nick Foles. Nick Foles did ask for a little bit more control of this offense. I think Matt Nagy's had uh, some lackluster picks this season uh, in terms of his playmaking. And that is what's really kept the bears in close games because their defense has really been doing a good job at shutting down opponents. I believe that if Matt Nagy can let Nick Foles cook and uh, <laughs> again, going, off of, <laughs> going off of Dave Montgomery uh, successfully rushing the ball uh, more than four or five yards, per carry this game on average, the bears should win. And I think they could win by double digits. Adam, you know, I'm going to go on the opposite on this one. You know, Chicago right now, uh, the ticket spread is about even right now in the public money is about 80% on Chicago right now that they started out actually minus three favorites in this game. And it's gotten all the way down to minus one. I, I love both of these teams. I guess they both are playing above expectations. Nobody really expected Carolina to do anything this year, Chicago either. Uh, one stat I'll put out there, Robbie Anderson, 99 plus yards in four out of the past five games here him and teddy bridgewater have had some amazing chemistry here over the past five games dj moore had a grip big game last week as well i i i like carolina in this one minus one yeah honestly i, I am definitely punting this game in terms of picking a side on this game but i'd have i honestly i kind of have a slight lean towards carolina on this one i think nick Foles is the big question mark for the bears as he looked he looked awful versus the colds and he started slow last game versus the Bucks before they were able to make some offensive adjustments. And his QBR in two and a half games this season, Andy, 41.8. 41.8 QBR. That's, I, that's, that's tough to have at the quarterback position. And Teddy Bridgewater, I think him and uh, Coach Matt Rule have been excellent this season. Robbie Anderson, as you said before, they have had a good chemistry and connection. Teddy Bridgewater, 30 and nine against the spread in his career. 30 and nine. And one thing, too, is the Panthers' defense has been a little lackluster this year. So I will actually disagree. I think Nick Foles, kind of what Andy was saying, I think he can have a big game, especially so with the So you think the offense will be able to move the ball a bit then? I, I think they'll finally be able to move the ball for the first time in a while. And I think the I think it'll be a relatively high-scoring game. But, yeah. I just, David Montgomery hasn't averaged over three and a half yards the past three games against Atlanta, Indianapolis, and Tampa Bay. Given Indianapolis and Tampa Bay are good defenses, but he, he averaged 3.2 yards versus Atlanta, too, versus a terrible defense. So uh, I don't see how they, they can run the ball again here. Uh, I think I think Carolina comes out with it. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind. Dave, 
I, I wouldn't mind teasing so, the Bears maybe up to a six point to like plus seven mm-hmm. and a half. Maybe I think they do keep it close. I think the Bears do keep it close with that mm-hmm. defense. But I think teasers is very safe. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm not a big David Montgomery believer. I really hope to be proved wrong, and this is the week to do it. Um, and just on a final note, 57% of the public is on Chicago, and they are also on the over at 44 and a half. I do like the over. I do think that there's going to be scoring in this game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would go with the public on this side. Usually I like to take the sharp. Um, but I do think that Chicago is going to could pull it out. They're going to go five and one and you fraud <laughs> calling out people are going to be proved wrong. Well, all right, let's, let's move on to the next game here. We have the Jaguars at three point home dogs versus the Detroit lions. Detroit is an interesting team here. I think they're honestly, I kind of think they're kind of a sort of, sort of a good team offensively. You know, they have Matt Stafford. Detroit should have beat the Bears week one. We all know that. And honestly, they had every opportunity to beat the Saints in week three. It could be a potential three and one team heading into Jacksonville here where they are laying three points versus a Jags team that is not very good at all. Honestly, I, I'm surprised that they're not tanking. They should just tank the rest of the year. I thought that was in the in the plan this year. But Adam, what are your thoughts on this game? You know, personally, I think I, I – after the news this morning, actually, with this positive test in Jacksonville, I had Jacksonville money line yesterday. Now I think I'm just going to punt this game. It's two, two pretty poor teams, I guess. Detroit hasn't put four good quarters together all year, all year long. The line movement hasn't gone much. Uh, the public right now is on Detroit, and then the money's already on uh, Jacksonville. 62% of the money's on Jacksonville, uh, 63% of the public on Detroit. So I, I think I'm going to punt this game due to the fact that it's just both two bad teams that two bad defenses as well. Um, just doesn't interest me a heck of a lot now <laughs> with these positive tests. I really don't know if it's going to go on either. So Speaking of terrible defenses, Jacksonville, they haven't allowed fewer than 30 points since week one, who they beat against the Colts. They, have, they haven't allowed th- fewer than 30 points. That's just a bad defensive team. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I'm as well going to punt this game. I don't think that there's any value in picking this one. Uh, Jaguars are a weird team at home. Gardner Minshew still, he's top 10 in passing yards on the season. Um, I know that offense can light it up. I don't know if that Jacksonville defense can hold Matt Stafford, and that's kind of where I'm lying. Um, it's two really weird, strange teams. It is. It's going to be a weird game. But um, I honestly, yeah, I'm going to have to punt this one. Yeah, you know, I'm going to, I think this is a consensus punt on all of us. Um, Ever (laughs) since that first game against the Colts, uh, the Jaguars have looked lackluster at best. I will say they do perform better as underdogs. And this is the weakest uh, team that they are facing that is favored against them. So that is a point to, that is a, a note to point out, which is another reason why I don't like this game. Plus this is one of the highest uh, over-unders that Vegas has this week at 54 and a half. So this is going to be a shootout. I think that there's going to be very little defense in this game. I think this could come down to whichever team has the last possession. Uh, Gardner Minshew needs to play well and Matthew Stafford just needs to play average, I think, to cover the spread. So I do like the Lions, but with that defense, um, anything can happen. And like I said, this is going to be a shootout. Uh, I think whatever team has the ball last can, can, uh, you know, win and cover. Uh, so I don't like either one. I think that this is a coin flip. Yeah. I'm, I'm punting on this one as well. It's just, it's just not, it's not a good, not a good situation down there in Jacksonville, (laughs) nor is it any better in Detroit. So moving on though, 
We'll go to Minnesota, minus four at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Guys, Dan Quinn has finally been relieved of his duties as the Falcons head coach. Interim coach Raheem Morris has taken over. He was former head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks from 2009 to 2011. The Vikings on the other side are coming off a great game versus a very elite Seahawks team on a rainy primetime game in Seattle. Dalvin Cook did get hurt for that game. He is officially ruled out for this week. But Alexander Madison last week carried the workload rushing for over 100 yards. Guys, who do you like in this game? And we will start with Nick. Well, I uh, I want to throw a quick stat out there. These two defenses are ranked second and fifth in most yards allowed for the season. So what I'm thinking as well with two good offenses, especially with the Vikings, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen have become good weapons. Kirk Cousins obviously can throw the ball. He can get his numbers. We've seen that. Matt Ryan has great weapons with Julio Jones, and that Vikings secondary is very questionable. Um, So I personally really love the over in this game, but I'm going to take the Vikings minus four because Kirk Cousins is unbelievable in noon games. I believe he's 14-5 against the spread. There it is. I'm Tom Kirk, baby. And then the Vikings (laughs) are generally a, a good home noon team. They typically end up covering on the spread uh, Vikings defense, even though it's a little suspect is showing promising signs with shutting out Seattle in that first half. Uh, and then I just think the Falcons are too far gone. I just think with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, there's still some aura from that 28 to three loss that's still hanging <laughs> out with them. So I, I personally, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I think the Vikings are able to pull out a pretty decent size win against this very, very debacle Falcons team. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to agree uh, on that i guess I, I i like the minnesota minus four on this uh bottoms both of them are two of the bottom six teams in passing defense uh <laughs> madison madison did do well last week here uh filling in for cook and i guess cook is out now uh um even with that news i guess there hasn't been a heck of a lot of line movement but 66 percent of the public 76 percent of the money all on minnesota right now i i think i'm gonna have to go with them on this one just for the fact that this this atlanta team just looks awful right now especially now with dan quinn leaving now um i also like the over in this one just because of the fact that the bottom six teams in passing defense just awful awful passing <laughs> defense teams so I'm going to be, I'm going to be the guy I'm going to fade to both of you too. I'm, I, this is one of those games that I think, you know, Vegas, Vegas has it for a reason. And the majority of the public is, and I think this is the sharp bet of the week. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, like, as you both said, the relieving of Dan Quinn's duty, I think is going to have a positive effect. It's something new. It's something fresh, but also I'm going to take the under in this game because I think that both teams so the, uh, are going to try and control the possession. Uh, Mike Zimmer, throughout his entire career, has been a run-first head coach. So he's going to throw Alexander Madison out there, and the Falcons have been lackluster at defending the run. On the converse side, I think that Todd Gurley has played above expectations this year. I think, um, forgive me, who's relieving Dan Quinn? What's his name? Raheem Romeo Morris. Cornell. Oh, Raheem Morris. Yep. Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris. I think that his first time coaching, uh, the whole idea is going to be, let's not turn the ball over. Let's yep. control the possession of the yep. clock. So let's, let's run the ball, give it to Todd Gurley. Uh, and then on the flip side, give it to Alexander Madison. This game is going to be quick. 
it's going to go under. I think that for granted, 54 is just a high number. Talking about two bad defenses. If Matt Ryan does launch the ball, that does scare me a little bit. I just am calling that this is going to be a very run-heavy game. And um, it's uh, it's going to be a get-right game for the, for the Falcons with a new head coach, a new environment. Uh, they have all of their weapons back. Kelvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Give me that offense to keep it up with um, Kirk Cousins. And I think that the Atlanta Falcons, are going to cover however I am going to punt on this one I am not going to pick because again I think that this is a get right game for the Falcons but I do not have any confidence in an own vibe team <laughs> I just I'm not uh I, I do think that they're going to play a pretty close game here yeah honestly so I'm actually picking the Vikings at minus four here and I'm actually picking this in my super contest too as well I think the Vikings they should have their way with the Atlanta defensive backs with Adam Thielen, standout rookie Justin Jefferson. On the other side of the ball, we have the Falcons. Do we know if Julio Jones is playing this game? Is he still listed as questionable as of today? I believe he's in. Is he in? He's in. Because the Falcons, they score an average. With Julio Jones in, they score Yeah, he's off the injury report. So he is in. On average, they score 28 points per game with Julio in. In the 11 quarters without him, they score an average of 5.27 points per quarter without him. That's 21 points per game. That's a full touchdown less without him from a team that has lost three games by seven points or fewer. So this Atlanta offense, I think I'm not counting Matt Ryan out. I still like him as a quarterback. He's a, he's a seasoned veteran. I think it comes down to Minnesota. If Kirk cannot turn over the ball and the Minnesota has actually beaten the Falcons in their last four matchups by an average of 11 points. And as we said earlier, Nick, 14-5 and five against the spread in noon games, Minnesota at home in the last 28, 20-8 straight up. And I, I would like to say the Vikings have a coaching edge in this as well with Zimmer over yeah. uh, interim coach Raheem Morris. So I can see Zimmer. Hopefully he can uh, outcoach here. But I'm taking Minnesota minus four here. But let's mm-hmm. move on to Tennessee at home, three-point home favorites. Versus the Texans, really interesting game as you have Houston who started 0-4. They then fire their coach. They go, they're going down the road versus a team that is undefeated and that is coming off a relatively high-profile win versus the Bills on primetime Tuesday. And yet Houston is only getting three points. Adam, why are the Titan, Titans not favored by more, you think? Trap game. That's all I can say about this one. I'm going <laughs> to punt on this game just for the fact I cannot trust Houston in a game like this, just as I can't really trust Atlanta in that game. I don't know how, uh, I guess I'm, I'm glad Andy punted on that one as well. So, uh, <laughs> so Houston does have need to get a win to get back in this race. If they want any chance of getting back into this, uh, this AFC, uh, AFC East raced, uh, or AFC South, I apologize, but, uh, Titans right now, plus eight, one of the best teams in turnover ratio, Houston, one of the bottom half teams in turnover minus five, uh, most of the money right now and the public is on Tennessee right now, 60% of the public. And then 70% of the money is on Tennessee right now. I'm just going to have to punt on this game because that line is just way too low for me. I, I, I like, I like Tennessee, but I can't trust the Houston in this game. Yeah. Going off of that, I'm going to have to agree with you, Adam. Uh, this is definitely a punt. Uh, this is a trap game. hundred percent for the same exact reasons why I brought up about the Falcons, uh, Bill Bryan, uh, who was much less liked than Dan Quinn was in that, uh, in, in that <laughs> franchise. Uh, he's gone. Uh, and it seems like everything is more positive in that, um, uh, you know, in, in that administration and in, in, in that team as a whole. 
So I do think that uh, the Texans have some good games ahead of them, not wins, but they're going to play much, much better. Uh, A little point to note is that in terms of total yards on average, Tennessee is uh, out. It's relatively even. So, you know, on the season, uh, on average, Tennessee is a 382 and a half yards against Tennessee or against Houston's 374. Um, so there's not much of a difference there. I do think that this game is going to be relatively close. It, the Tennessee has proved themselves to be a phenomenal team. However, they don't cover spreads. I think they're one in four and, and they've been favorites in almost every game other than this past Tuesday. They have failed to cover on every single spread. Uh, that they've been given. So I would not have any confidence in picking the Titans. Trust me, because I've lost on the Titans trying to bet them <laughs> to cover the spread. Uh, I believe in the team. I think that they're going to make a playoff run this year, but this game is just stinky. It stinks to the high heavens and I don't want any part of it. And like you good guys teams said, win, great teams cover. 100%. <laughs> and like you guys said, I mean, this is literally what I had in my notes for it. It says, I'll explain trap game. That's all I wrote for this game. So I honestly love the Texans plus three in this game. Just for the fact that, like you said, Tennessee is one and four against the spread. They have won, I think, three or four of their games on game-winning field goals. Uh, They're coming off of five, they're what, five days rest. So they played on Tuesday. They're coming in. It's going to be a little tired, I think, after that big win against Buffalo. It seems like that they've been preparing for after 16 days of rest. (laughs) Uh, Texans are now a new team, I believe, just with getting Bill O'Brien out of the building just in general. Um, And then as well, I think this game could very much come down to a game-winning field goal for the Titans. So I I love seeing the Texans plus three. I don't know if they pull it out, but I do believe that it's a close game just for those reasons. Yeah, I have a slight lean towards Houston here. I I think Vegas does know something that we don't know here. Mm -hmm. The line doesn't make sense to me. Tennessee defense, they have allowed 409 yards per game, fourth worst in the league. Deshaun Watson can throw the ball. Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, um, even Brandon Cooks had eight catches for 161 yards last week. So, mm-hmm. and Houston also has 111 of the last 16 meetings versus these two teams. So, I have a slight lean towards Houston, but I am punting this game. Let's go ahead and move on to the least likely game to be bet on or watch this week we have new york football giants at home three-point home favorites versus the washington football team guys how could you watch this game if you were not betting on it or had players in your fantasy league this is the toilet bowl is it not well this is why i'm not going to watch the game i'm just going to punt this game there's nothing to watch there's nothing to enjoy uh, these two teams are very similarly bad. Um, only thing I think the Giants have going for them is that they have momentum offensively from that Cowboys loss, scoring 34 points. Even though Daniel Jones had zero touchdowns, I still think he's able to manufacture. I think they're going to be able to manufacture some points. Um, and then Washington's having some serious quarterback problems um, in every aspect. Uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. Uh, benched. Alex Smith, uh, we all know what his situation is. And then It's a great story. Uh, a great story. A comeback player of the year for sure. Uh, <laughs> for but Kyle sure. Allen is not the guy. He never will be, in my opinion, for any team. Um, so I, I'm just going to punt this game. I originally had Giants minus three, but I don't want anything to do with this game. <laughs> uh, in terms of fantasy, give me a lot of Antonio Gibson. I think this is a big <laughs> Antonio Gibson game. I think that he's going to catch maybe eight to ten passes because that's all Kyle Allen knows how to do is to dump it down to the running back. Um, But yeah, like you guys said, this game is very unappealing. 
Uh, 43, that's the over-under. I think that this, it's, that's it. That's going to be the hammer, the under, uh, and tempt them to score a lot of points and go over. the. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm going to pick Washington because uh, I think that they're going to have no problem containing um, Daniel Jones in this game. Daniel Jones has yet to score a touchdown in his last since, since week one. So there is a lot of problems on that yeah, New York Giants team. Uh, I'm not, not to, not to defend the Washington football team in any way, because there is a lot of problems on there. However, their defense is actually shaping up a little bit. I know they're down chase young, but, uh, you know, their, their past defense has been pretty good. And I think that they're just going to just fling all of their backs and linebackers onto Daniel Jones and force him to throw the ball fast. And it's just going to be a bloodbath for, for, um, for the, for the giants. And then the, the Washington football team is going to get a ball and then punt it right back. So uh, <laughs> give me, yeah, give me the under uh, in terms of against the spread. I want no part of this, but if I had to pick, it would be the Washington football team. Adam? No, I'm not, I'm not going to waste much, many people's time on this one. I guess I even money right now in Washington, uh, Washington has 64% of the money too on these bets nothing about this game really interests me both just terrible teams giants i would give the slight edge to giants i guess uh just because i i, I like daniel jones i think uh just with the quarterback questions that they have with washington right now i think they would give the giants the edge of the quarterback spot in that case um but other than that i'm just gonna putt this game yeah this is nothing but a punt for me giants have won 20 of the last 28 meetings versus these two teams but i want nothing to do with it Let's go ahead and move on to a uh, more entertaining and marquee game. We have the Steelers minus three versus the Cleveland Browns. Very critical game for both teams here to keep up in the AFC North with the Ravens. There should be a good and entertaining game as well as seeing where both of these teams are. Steelers have handled their business so far this season, but yet I don't know where they stack amongst other playoff teams in the AFC. Hard not to back the Steelers here as Cleveland has lost 16 straight games versus Pittsburgh. On average of 12 and a half points, Nick, are you a Baker Mayfield backer here? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a Baker Mayfield backer, but I'm a Browns backer. I will, uh, I'm going to take the Browns plus three in this game. And let me explain. I just think personally, the Steelers are the second most fraudulent team next to the Chicago bears. Um, I just think that they haven't played anybody good. The teams that they have played have a combined record of four and 16 that they've beat. I love that the Browns scored 39 points on the Colts last week. They dominated that game on both sides of the ball. They ran it up their throats. I love for the Browns to run it up against the Steelers. I, uh, I think that it's just incredible and uh, it's too good for the Steelers defense, which I know sounds a little crazy, but I think it's, if you're running the ball like that against number one defense in the league, like the Colts, I think you can do it on the Steelers personally. Uh, the Browns defense is suspect in some areas, but I do believe miles Garrett will make a difference. He is second in the league in sacks this season. So I expect him to have a big day. I like the Browns plus three. Steelers are my second team. I love the Steelers. I, um, I, I, I'm good. I'm going to punt this game. I don't, uh, I love picking the Steelers, but with every point that Nick said, I, I have no confidence. I think that because of that, I think that Cleveland has a boatload of confidence. Uh, they are down Nick Chubb, but that's not too big of a deal because they got Kareem Hunt back there. <laughs> um, the, the one point uh, to note is that, um, 
Pittsburgh's run defense is very good. So if they can contain Kareem Hunt, it will force Baker Mayfield to throw the ball. And they have been more suspect in the passing game than uh, than than they're than uh, people are putting them up to be as the best defense in the league. I don't think they're the best defense in the league. I think they're a great defense, but they're not the best. Um, so if they can properly contain Kareem Hunt and force Baker Mayfield to throw the ball, Pittsburgh should cover and win. But if Kareem Hunt can get them four, five, six yards per carry, it's going to open up the field for Baker Mayfield. He's going to have a lot less stress on his shoulders and he should be able to move the ball. I think that this is going to be a high scoring game. One also point to note is that this is the most closely contested betting line of the week. This is uh, 51% of the money is on Pittsburgh, 49 on Cleveland over unders at 51 people like the over. I think this is a game to watch. This is going to be an exciting one. I think that this is a get, uh, this is going to be a big game for either team. If Pittsburgh can win, they're going to go five and zero, and they're going to, you know, create their opportunity to, to make a run in the playoffs. Whereas Cleveland, they go four and one here. They're a real deal. And they're beating a, they're beating a pretty damn good team in the, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's a really exciting game. Um, I would not be confident taking one or the other. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch, but uh, this is a punt for me in terms of a pick, but this is going to be great. I'm liking the Steelers in this one too. Or I guess I, I love, and I think I'm actually going to pick the Steelers minus three in this one. Pittsburgh stopped the run pretty well against the Eagles. They held them aside from that big 74 yard run against Miles Sanders yet last week, they held them to six yards other than that long 74 yard run. Uh, they had David Johnson held him to about 30 yards as well. Three yards of carry, uh, you know, Cleveland comes in as the number one rushing offense this year, but they have some questions at, at the offensive side this week. I mean, they're a little banged up with Odell questionable with an illness, Landry questionable, uh, Olivier Vernon's also questionable on the defensive side. And you got Mayfield questionable with the rib injury. So if, if Mayfield can get, if, if he gets injured here, they're down to one quarterback now with uh, who's their uh, backup quarterback now. Um, you know, Oh, Keenum, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah. yeah, they signed Kyle Laletta to the um, practice squad last this week, but he hasn't got his seventh uh, COVID test yet due to the <laughs> COVID restrictions. So if Baker Mayfield can't go, they're down to one quarterback that entire game. So with all those question marks, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in this one just because they 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 play the run very well on defense, um, and I, I think the offense has been flying here lately so uh, i like pittsburgh in this one i would like to say just one thing before um i think odell is, has been cleared to play i think he'll be yeah, he has okay, okay. yeah mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. wait i have one quick question though mason rudolph revenge game <laughs> i was thinking what if miles garrett just walked to the sideline mason rudolph's got his helmet just like right on his head <laughs> he like, hey, give me that <laughs> give me that helmet. i think mason rudolph <laughs> needs to come in for one play just to just to get his revenge on miles garrett that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah baker mayfield did get x-rays on that rib injury injury it sounded like it came back negative he obviously will not be 100 for this game and honestly the Browns, I, I kind of look at them as the bully team. You know, they'll beat up on the bad teams like the Bengals. I mean, they have some respectable wins versus Dallas and the Colts, but I, I don't know. I think I think the Browns have to prove more to me here. I mean, they haven't been good for so long, and all of a sudden they just kind of break out. I mean, week one they got absolutely throttled by the Ravens. Um, so, and I'm kind of excited to see what the Steelers do here. I want to see what the encore is for Chase Claypool here. He had seven catches last mm. week, 110 yards, three touchdowns. Rushed for one touchdown, became the first rookie in Steeler history to score four touchdowns in one game. And Cleveland, 
on the, their last eight games on the road, they've been one and seven straight up and against the spread. Steelers at home in the last 13 against the division, 11 and two straight up. I like the Steelers here minus three at home. I'm with Adam on this one. Let's go ahead and move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Seven and a half point home dogs versus the Baltimore Ravens. I like this game a lot. Philly has showed us something as of late, beating the Niners team on the road as big underdogs, as well as erasing a 17 point deficit versus the Steelers team last week. I think Carson Wentz honestly has kind of been shaky at best this season. I mean, the quarterback position is kind of hard position to play week after week, unless you're one of the elite guys. Speaking of elite, I don't know if I'm ready to call Lamar Jackson elite yet. Ever since that Monday night game against the Chiefs, it's kind of shied me away from that thought, honestly. And Adam, I have to start with you as a diehard Carson Wentz fan. Is there any way that the Eagles can win, let alone cover seven and a half? You know, since we since we've uh, looked at these lines, this line has actually moved to nine and a half due to the Lane Johnson get, being out this week, uh, Deshaun Jackson out, Avante Maddox is out, and also Darius Slay might be is questionable too. So they might be missing their top two cornerbacks and all of their offensive line from the start of the season, except for Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey has been the anchor of that's that uh, offensive line for them. Um, I, I think I would like them at nine and a half. I don't really like them at seven and a half, just for the fact that they, when they play, when they, when they're home dogs, they, they play really well. And I, when their backs are up against the wall, they tend to play really well. Um, Carson Wentz has been a big question mark this year for me, I guess I I've had faith in him up until this point. He's had a couple of terrible passes here. Uh, um, he shows his flashes of excellence that he can be a top five quarterback. And then the next play, you can just ask what the hell are you doing? So, uh, I, I still liked the, the Eagles plus nine and a half, just because I, I think they keep it somewhat close. I don't think I would take them at that seven and a half mark right now. Yeah, the, uh, the, the injuries to Lane Johnson and the questionable tag to Darius Slade did make a big difference in this line. This was, I would still put some more confidence on this being my dog of the week. Um, you know, even though there's no fans this year, there's a lot to be said about a home underdog. And I do think that the Philadelphia Eagles are better than their record indicates them being. They've been able to move the ball downfield a little bit. Miles Sanders been getting rolling. Uh, Carson Wentz is looking better if he could get those interceptions down a little bit. Uh, then they could, uh, they could, they could, they could put up a fight. I think that this is definitely going to come down to the time of possession. Uh, Doug Peterson is really good at managing the clock. Um, and I think that this is going to be a huge, um, there's going to be a lot of intensity between the two coaches in this game. And I think that Doug Peterson wants to win this one much, much more than he, he has before, because that would be a statement victory, especially for the, the, the touted uh, NFC East uh, that is, is the most talented, uh, yeah, <laughs> the most talented, uh, uh, division in the NFL. Uh, I know seven and a half is, is rough. I still want the Eagles here. I like that. They are going to keep this close. I do think that people overvalue the offense on Baltimore and people are undervaluing the potential offense on the Eagles. It's a bit of a riskier pick with the injuries to Lane Johnson and Darius Slay, but, uh, give me the Eagles. I like them. Uh, I'm picking this game. And uh, yes, seven and a half is rough. Definitely give them to me at nine and a half, seven and a half. I might have to buy a half a point, make it eight. But uh, uh, yes, Eagles is the pick uh, and I am on it. Andy, I agree with you. Um, 
if you look at the stats, I mean, overall this season, even though Carson Wentz has a lower pre- completion percentage and a lower QBR, you could still make the argument that he's been better than Lamar Jackson this year. Lamar has only got a 63% completion percentage. He's only thrown for 949 yards. The biggest difference between them two is Carson Wentz has thrown nine interceptions this season. Lamar has thrown two. Lamar obviously has the ability to run, so some of those passing yards can be skewed. I think this offense is very good. I do think the Eagles secondary is very solid um, with Darius Slay possibly not playing. It's definitely a little concerning because um, then they might be able to slow down Lamar since he hasn't been able to throw for that many yards all year. Uh, and I think I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I love the Eagles plus seven and a half just because I just love that Carson Wentz, he can get that late game touchdown to push it within seven. I think yeah. the, I kind of agree with you, Andy. I think the Ravens offense is a little overrated and I think their defense is underrated. Um, they're a great team, but I think this is a tough time to play the Eagles. I think they're kind of just starting to get into a stride. They're kind of starting to figure some stuff out with the chemistry between Wentz and his receivers. Uh, and the Eagles are home and they're having uh, 7,500 fans. So, uh, you know, those people in Philadelphia are a little crazy and could give them a little bit of an edge. So. <laughs> I do want to make one note. Uh, we did talk about injuries on the Eagles, and there are actually quite a bit of injuries on the uh, Baltimore and Baltimore being one of the best defenses in the NFL, probably the best defense in the NFL to date uh, in 2020. But Marcus Peters is questionable with a thigh injury. Uh, mm. And Jimmy Smith, promising cornerback, also questionable with a knee injury and also promising defensive end. Derek Wolf got a neck and he's in concussion protocol. So he's doubtful to play this week. I think that that, that stout Baltimore defense is going to be a little less stout. And as you said, Carson Wentz has the ability. He's got moxie. He <laughs> does move the ball when he needs to. And that half a point makes a big deal. Uh, a full touchdown, uh, give it to them. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that with those injuries on the Baltimore end, it does kind of neutralize a little bit the injuries on the, uh, the, the Philadelphia's end. So I still like them. Give me them as the dog of the week, baby. <laughs> yeah, those injuries with, yeah. on the Ravens defense, that's honestly kind of tough to hear. This that Ravens defense, they have generated a turnover in 18 straight games. Third in the NFL with 10 turnovers forced. That streak should continue versus the Eagles who have an average of a league high 11 turnovers per per game. Also, that Ravens, that that game against Kansas City kind of seems like an outlier right now at this point. I mean, Kansas City almost lost against the Chargers. They had a tough game in New England. And then they lost last week on the Raiders. Ravens are 4-0-1 against the spread as a road favorite of seven points or more in 2020. Philadelphia does play the Giants next week. Philadelphia, 3-15 and against the spread before playing the Giants since 2010. I'm punting this game, but I have a slight lean towards the Ravens. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to have a six-point teaser if I could do the Bears and the Ravens at minus one and a half have the Bears at plus seven and a half. I like that, but I'm punting this game in terms of a side. Let's go ahead and move on to the Indianapolis Colts, who are seven and a half point home favorites versus the Cincinnati Bengals. There's talks this week of Philip Rivers possibly getting benched for the Colts. He's thrown for four touchdowns with five interceptions in 2020. But this Colts team is not built for Rivers to be lighting up the league as the Colts have had a phenomenal offensive line, a ramrod of a running back and rookie Jonathan Taylor. And this Bengals rushing defense is absolutely lackluster. Andy, do you think Joe Burrow and company can cover seven and a half at Indy? You know, I don't. 
Uh, and that says a lot because I like Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow's a covering machine four and one against the spread this year. Um, yeah, this is gonna be the toughest defense that he's played all year. Uh, right next to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, AJ Green has been absolutely nothing for them. Uh, and with that lacking of the offensive line, I think that Indianapolis is just going to eat up Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, potential to be the next Tom Brady in this league. He has got so much potential. He's a great passer. He's got great vision. And most of all, he's just incredibly intelligent with the football. But He's on a really bad team. He's got a really bad offensive line. He's got some promising receivers, but I just don't see the Bengals being able to get anything going in this game. I'm going to punt a seven and a half again, a lot of points, uh, Bengals covering machines, but uh, it's just, it's like another one. This game stinks to high heavens. Phillip rivers has proven that he can, you know, throw away the game, but in no stretch of the imagination do I, I like Cincinnati keeping this one close either. So I think this game is going to be one that's uh, going to not going to be on the red zone very much. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. I do like the under, but uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this one. I think the Bengals are going to let this one go. And I think that Joe Burrow's got a very promising rest of the season, uh, but this one's not going to be one of those games. I agree with you, Andy. I, he went up against, you could consider, you can make an argument for the Colts or Ravens for being the best defense in the league. Um, and I mean, he's going, he did nothing last week against the Ravens. I, I just don't think this one's too hard. Joe Burrow's a rookie. He's going up against the top defense in football. It's uh, it's just not going to happen this week for the Bengals. Uh, their offensive line is unbelievably bad. He's already given up. They've already given up 22 sacks and projected to give up 70 for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, it's incredible record. to think about. It's a record. I mean, this guy's going to be banged up before his second year even starts. Uh, and I think Phillip Rivers, I know he's there's reports of him getting benched, but I think they have a nice bounce back game. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor will have a nice little day. Uh, this def- this Bengals defense isn't good. I've got Colts minus seven and a half and by a million. I think that they blow them out. So, Adam? You know, with all the question marks that they have on defense right now, they have Justin Houston that's questionable, Darius Leonard's doubtful, and Costanzo on the offensive line for the Colts is also questionable, and that that's one of their best offensive linemen aside from uh, uh, Nelson over on the right or the left guard side. So um, I, I'm going to have to punt this game as well, just because I mean the Colts do have the top defense in the league. Cincinnati struggled last week as well, but like uh, Andy was saying, there it Burrow is such a great player against the spread this year. Uh, um, I still am just going to punt this 57% of the public right now is on Cincinnati 80 for 4% of the money is on Cincinnati too. So um, pretty lopsided on the money side, but uh, I'm definitely going to have to punt this game just because of the question marks on the Colts defense on that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough matchup for rookie Joe Burrow versus a top defensive team in the Colts. And like you said, Nick, he's been sacked a league high 22 times. Xavier Rhodes on the Colts though. I think he will be able to shut down Tyler board, Tyler Boyd, excuse me. AJ green, I believe is questionable this week. Uh, Colts at home 13 and three straight up in their last 16 home games. This was a punt for me. If I had to choose, I think Phillip rivers should play it well enough to win and cover this game. Uh, but other than that, that's a punt for me. Let's if he doesn't, he's getting benched. This is his chance. Yeah. You're, you're playing against the, the, the practice squad, Cincinnati Bengals defense. So. He's got to do it now. This, if he doesn't do it now, Jacoby Brissett's the future, baby. It would be I, sad to see Philip Rivers' career end. It would be sad. <laughs> it would be sad. Let's go uh, ahead and freaker. let's go ahead and move on <laughs> to the New England Patriots 
Looks like Cam Newton should be back for the Patriots this week. They're at home, 10-point home favorites versus the Denver Broncos. Sounds like Drew Locke should be back for Denver this week. Denver will have not have played for a total of two and a half weeks after they were forced to take their bye week last week after the Titans had their COVID outbreak. New England did close facilities on Friday after a COVID-19 positive test. From what I'm reading, it sounds like both teams are expecting to play this week. I don't like either side for this game. It's just simply too many points for me to lay New England here. Do you agree, Adam? Too many points. And, you know, two teams that have been uh, about 11, what is it? They're going to be on 11 days rest here going on going uh, yeah, on yep. since the positive test. So uh, two teams that might look a little rusty right now. It, it looks like a kind of bit of a uh, bit of a, sp- a split on the public. It looks like. 70% of the tickets are going on New England, but 80 per, 80% of the money right now, it looks like it's going on Denver. So um, like I said, I think it's way too many points to lay on Denver on this one. I think, I think Denver does keep it close, but um, I'm just going to have to punt this game way too many points for me. If Drew Locke plays, that might sway me, but if Brett Rippon plays, I have a great stat. <laughs> if you guys are interested Let's hear in it. hearing Let's this. Let's hear it. So in this two games in his NFL career, he's only thrown – 40 attempts. He's completed 27 of those attempts. Guess how many interceptions he's thrown? Two. He's thrown four interceptions, which means one out of every 10 throws, one out of every 10 attempts, not even completions, is picked off. If Brett Rippon is in this game, Bill Belichick is going to absolutely toy with him. I mean, Brett Rippon might just like take off his jersey and his uniform during the Walk middle out. of the game. Call him with. Um, it's a. Uh, I also, but if uh, Drew Locke plays, I still think he's kind of got a rookie mentality. Bill Belichick really thrives on that. I personally, and Cam Newton's back, I love for the Patriots minus 10. I think that they can blow them out. Uh, Broncos really are not a good team. And yeah, I just, I, I just think Bill Belichick's too smart. Cam Newton coming back and a big, big question, question mark at quarterback right now for the Broncos still. Give me the Patriots. Let's move on. Uh, no. uh, this does this this game this this line does fall outside of my top five, so that's not going to be in my top five for my super picks. Uh, but I mean, you know, Melvin Gordon's got to learn to download the Uber app, uh, and Noah Fant is out; he's still laboring. So you got your best running back down. You got your best wide receiver in your tight end, Noah Fant, still down. Drew Lock will be back. Um, we'll see what Philip Lindsay can do against a pretty decent run defense. Uh, I don't think that the Denver is going to have many opportunities to get the ball moving again. This, this does fall outside of my top five because that is a lot of points to lay, but I, I do think that the Patriots should take care of Denver pretty easily in this game with all those injuries uh, and the sickness to Melvin Gordon. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, we got, we, we got Cam Newton back and you never know what kind of offense the new England Patriots are going to play. Is he going to pass the ball? Are they going to run heavy? So I think that that is going to, throw Vic Fangio for a little bit of a loop than he's used to. Uh, so yeah, give me the, give me the Patriots. They're going to move. And I think they're going to move the ball down the field. I think they're going to have the ball for more than 20, 25 minutes of this game. So Patriots move on. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to lean Patriots here, but it's just too many points for me. Let's go ahead and move on to the Miami dolphins laying eight and a half points versus the New York jets. Jets have lost five of their games by double digits this season and look completely lost on both sides of the ball. Joe Flacco is starting. Dolphins blew out the Niners last week. Granted, the Niners were down four defensive starting backs. I like the Dolphins here as their three losses this season have come against the league 
top their top teams in Seattle, New England, and the Buffalo Bills. Andy, do you think the Dolphins blowout wins versus the Niners and the Jags suggests that they are more competitive than their two and three record indicates? Uh, yeah, 100% agree. I think that this is going to be a big, big game for the Dolphins. This is my favorite of the week. Uh, the Dolphins are much better. I think that Brian Flores is one of the best coaches in the league. He was, he has a team that was projected how many wins, three and a half, three wins this year. And they're going to blow that under the water. Uh, Miles Gaskin is a talent uh, behind, behind center uh, or as the running back. And then Fitzmagic has been, I mean, he's been good this year. He's been flinging the ball. Uh, they finally got Preston Williams involved in the offense last week. That makes three big weapons in uh, Mike Gusecki, Devonte Parker, and then uh, the aforementioned Preston Williams. Uh, this is a huge game for the Dolphins. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover, and they're going to cover by a lot. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, I'm deciding to punt this game. The Jets are the worst team I've ever seen. Um, Dolphin, and they're just an absolute debacle and a mess of an organization right now. Uh, Dolphins... They just, they look so good at San Francisco. Brian Flores is such an underrated coach. Uh, I think that they wouldn't big as well, but again, I'm just punting this game just because I don't know if I want anything to do with it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'm punting this game as well. I, I, I think Flores is an amazing coach as well. I guess he's been playing above, or I guess he's been coaching above expectations, I think as well in that case. Um, but yeah, I'm going to punt this game just for the fact that it, it's a little too many points for me. Um, but I'll give you a stat on this one that makes me kind of try to lean the Miami Jets are 0-5 versus the spread this year versus uh, versus the spread while Miami is 3-2 and right now. So I love that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> this Dolphins <laughs> team, the last eight games versus the Jets, six and two straight up, six one and one against the spread. I like I'm punting this game, but Andy, I agree with you. I think the Dolphins do blow out the Jets here. This Jets team is just all over the place. They just re- released Le'Veon Bell earlier this week. I just don't know where they're going in this organization right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they're yeah. going to score zero points. So you guys are all punting. This is a pick for me. I think that if you want to make some money, uh, Vegas is going to lose a lot in this game because 70% of the money is on them. That makes you think, hmm, maybe I should lean towards the, uh, the, the jets. Cause you know, the sharp pick, I don't think I that's can't the case. The I think, yeah. I think that that's the, that's the case. Uh, you just gotta not think too hard about this one. Pick the dolphins. They're going to win. They're going to win by more than 10 points. Uh, in my opinion, so yeah, this is my this is my favorite of the week. Like I said, I love it. Let's move on to a more marquee matchup. We have the Tampa Bay Bucks hosting the Green Bay Packers. This game is a pick 'em right now. We have Green Bay coming off a bye week, which allowed Devonte Adams to officially recover long enough where he is good enough to play this week in Tampa. On the other side of the ball, you have Tampa Bay, who is coming off a tough loss versus Chicago. However, they did did not have one single healthy receiver, as you had Chris Godwin out. Mike Evans and Scotty Miller were limping all over the field. Adam, I want to start with you. This game is at a pick on my super contest. What is the percentage of the money on this game right now? Right now, it looks like 68% of the tickets right now are on Green Bay. 76% of the money's on Green Bay, but I, I still love Green Bay in this one. You know, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't look at this game earlier. They Green Bay actually started out as plus three underdogs in this game, which... 
Uh, who would have thought that they would have been underdogs in this case? So I, I love the Green Bay Packers in this one. Mine, or I guess it's moved to minus one uh, since then. So it's, right now it's at minus one. I still like them at minus one uh, with Devontae Adams back as well. Tampa Bay gives up about 240 yards of passing yards a game, but they're number one, they're number one or two in the league in rushing defense. So Aaron Jones might be, it might be a little tough for, uh, uh, to, for them to run the ball, but Give me Rogers, who has he's 12, 12 and zero with touchdown interception ratio this year. It Rogers, a hundred percent. Let me go off of that, Adam, with the zero interceptions. There's a list of quarterback of players in the NFL: Sam Koch, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, Chris Jones, Matt Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Taysom Hill, Adam Humphreys, Jacoby Brissett, Alex Smith, and Aaron Rodgers, and they all have one thing in common, and that's that they have zero interceptions on the season. So. <laughs> I mean, that shows you just how great Aaron Rodgers has been this season. Uh, this isn't hard for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. This isn't New England. This is Tampa Bay. They commit nine offensive penalties a game. New England maybe commits two or three on both sides of the football. Uh, in Tom Brady right now, he just hasn't looked like that guy. He just doesn't look the same. Uh, and their defense is 21st in yards and points per game in the NFL. Uh, Packers look incredible. And Aaron Rodgers is in a revenge season. Uh, is in full gear and I, I just don't see that train stopping for the Packers this week that's my yeah. favorite for the week. Oh, I'm gonna have to agree with the both of you uh, Adam and Nick uh, this one I'm a little shocked uh, I look on odd shark and uh, the computer is projecting Tampa Bay to win this game 28 to 21 uh, that's a little bit sketchy for me I, I'm not sure why uh, Tampa Bay I believe that people are overvaluing the fact that Mike Evans is going to be in there and Chris Godwin's making his return that will help the offense a little bit. That's why I do like this as being an over the overs pie, but I still think it's going to go over. I would stay away from Aaron Jones in daily fantasy, but uh, other than that, I mean, Tampa Bay, they get their kicks off of stopping the run and forcing you to pass the ball. That's not a problem for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to pass the ball. He's going to, his receivers you got Robert Tanyan who's emerging to be potentially one of the better tight ends he's what do they call him little kittle uh he's, <laughs> you know he, he he's got a knack for for catching the ball I think he's caught every single one of his targets this year uh I could be wrong you might want to correct me on that if if you see that and come on let's not forget Aaron Rodgers is finally getting his favorite receiver back in Devontae Adams and he's a hog man Devontae <laughs> Adams doesn't drop anything that comes his way so Yes, Tom Brady's got his receivers. Yes, Tom Brady's going to be able to move the ball downfield. Aaron Rodgers is going to score on nearly every single possession he has. He's just not going to have enough gas in the tank to keep up with them. I'm so I'm shocked this line opened at two and a half in favor of Tampa Bay, even though they are at home, but it did move. I believe currently it's at minus one Green Bay. It's virtually a pick em. Green Bay is going to win this game. If the Bears can beat the Buccaneers, surely the Packers can do the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to feed off what you said, Andy, regarding Tampa Bay. Their run defense has been better. But if you want to force Aaron Rodgers to throw, I'm sure he's more than happy to do that. <laughs> EB looks like a juggernaut this season. I have some buddies, Mixie Wallace, that usually aren't high on the Packers, but they he says that they are legit this year, and I have to take his word for it. Their defense, Packer defense, should be able to get the job done, I think. I got to go GB here, and I am picking them in my Super Contest this week. I think Aaron Rodgers is greater than Tampa Bay. The key for the Green Bay Packers defense in this game, <clears throat> I guess I saw a good stat on, on Green Bay here yesterday, or I guess on Tom, on Tom Brady here. Tom Brady's passer rating with a clean pocket, 109.8. 
And without a clean pocket, 47.7 QBR. So you got to get so after the key the for Packers. Is that they got to get after Tom Brady tomorrow. Well, Tom knows he can barely move. So I know we're not doing, <laughs> I know, I know this isn't a, a daily fantasy podcast at all, but uh, you know, a guy to watch here is Jair Alexander. I think he's one of the best Absolutely. in the league. Mm. He's going to be, he's probably going to shadow um, Mike Evans. So it's going to be tough for Mike Evans to get going. That'll be a it's fun match. It should ahead. be a big Chris Godwin game. So if you guys are playing daily fantasy, I do believe that most people are fading this game for some reason uh, to pick a Chris Godwin. I think he's going to have a great game, but other than that, it's going to be a lot of offense. It's going to be fun to watch. This is America's game of the week for a reason. Two great quarterbacks squaring off. Oof, this just gets me excited, baby. I'm so excited for tomorrow. And it's crazy um, that they've only met three times in their career. You'd think that, that the NFL nuts. would yeah. have a little more Packers Patriots games just for fun. You only think met three times? That. Are you serious? Yeah, this is only I did not know that. Them. Yeah, that's wow. incredible. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to another fun NFC West division matchup. We have the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are off to a sensational start, largely on the back of their defense, which has held its opponents. Four of his five opponents below 20 points, the only opponent being the Buffalo Bills. Keep in mind, two of those teams were the New York Giants. Nick, I'm really excited to see what you have to say about this matchup as an L.A. Rams fan. I have to ask, are the Rams good enough to win this NFC West division? I mean, it's going to be tough with Seattle and Russell Wilson. He's uh, he's obviously incredible. Uh, you can't deny that. But I think, honestly, as a full team, I think the Rams are the best squad. They're seventh right now on offensive line stats. They're seventh in the league um, right there without Nick Bosa. They're going to start. I think this, I think the Rams are going to be able to run all over them. And once the Rams Rams begin that run game, they're able to allow Jared Goff to be, I, I believe he's fourth in completion percentage first in the league in yards per completion at nine. Uh, so if he's able to have time to throw, which I believe he will, against this San Francisco 49ers team, he can dot it up. Uh, and Aaron Donald, once again, he just leads the league in sacks. He's the best defensive lineman in the league. And Jalen Ramsey's going to be covering uh, who's the best receiver they've got right now. Debo, probably. I would say uh, Debo. Debo I, so, I yeah. actually would lean towards uh, Brandon Ayuk, man. He's been, he's really promising. I, I, Debo is technically their one, but I, I would, keep an eye on Brandon Ayuk, especially in this game. I think that if San Francisco has a chance, they might feed him as opposed to Kittle. Yeah. And I, I, uh, one concern I had with this game is that Kaiser and Oronquo were the two linebackers for the Rams. Both of them were questionable. Oronquo was out. Uh, Kaiser has just been cleared to play. He is incredible with stopping the run. I believe that was my only concern is if the linebackers are out, San Francisco 49ers could run the ball. That's how they beat the Packers and the Vikings last year in the playoffs. Uh, but with Kaiser coming back, I think that run game is going to be a little more limited. Uh, the Rams do sometimes struggle with a good run game, but I feel like the Rams offense will be too much for the Niners. I've got the Rams minus three uh, as well. One more stat I want to throw out there is that San Francisco's offensive line ranking is 29 in the league. I love it. And Aaron Donald's too much of an animal for that. So the Rams have 20 sacks. That's second best in the league this year. So they're mm-hmm. going to get after the quarterback against that lackluster oh, yeah. offensive line. Brockers, Joseph Day, Leonard Floyd, they'll all be after him. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what do you, you know, like about uh, this game? 
you know, this line actually moved from the, the, the LA actually opened up as plus three underdogs in this game as well, which is surprising giving how embarrassing of a loss San Francisco had last week. And uh, Jimmy G struggled mightily. I, I think part of that was due to the injury, but um, he's coming into a tough defense here with a uh, Rams defense playing on a role here the past two games, given they were against two bad quarterbacks here against Washington and the giants. But um, I, I do love the LA, the LA Rams in this one, just for the fact that uh, San Francisco is not anything close to what we were expecting them to be this year. Um, it, it's split on the tickets right now. It looks like 57% of the tickets are on LA, but uh, 60% of the money right now is on San Francisco on that plus three line. So um, I'm going to go against the money on this one and take LA. I know you got to, I think the reason for that is you just, you just got to love home underdogs. Right. Um, and that's probably why a lot of the money is on it. Uh, like to go off of what Nick was saying, um, the two losses to the linebackers or at least the one in the, in the questionable tag on the other is going to be big for George Kittle. Uh, I think he'll be able to find the hole on his stick and slant routes in the middle. I think he's going to find a lot of those holes and that's going to be huge for Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, or Jimmy G, whoever decides Kyle <laughs> decides to put in there. Um, and uh, I would, uh, I'm going to punt this game because I believe it's a little more stinky. Uh, it, it, you know, people, the recency bias is huge. Uh, you know, just like Adam, like you said, San Francisco's coming off of the worst loss of the season. That could be a catalyst. Uh, by their team. I believe Kyle Shanahan is going to probably go back to his basics. Last year, they ran the ball 56% of the time uh, and were successful doing it, which is nearly impossible to stop. I believe he's going to try and do that again. Uh, they're going to try and control the possession of the clock. Uh, and I believe Rockwell Armistead, is Nick Bosa back? Is he in the lineup? Oh, he's I, out for I the season. Oh, that's right. I apologize. That's that. I should have known better there. Uh, they're going to, they're going to try and force uh, 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 Jared Goff to, uh, to, uh, to hold the ball. Uh, he is significantly more successful as a passer when he can throw the ball under two seconds from the snap. Uh, if they can make him hold the ball a little bit longer, I believe they will have some success on defense. So that is basically the key to the game for San Francisco. Uh, but like you said, the Rams, their offense has been clicking a little bit more. Uh, there's a lot more question marks and injuries on San Francisco. I think that there's just too many question marks in this game for me to justify betting either way on this line. So it is a punt for me. I do think that both teams will try to control the possession. So the under is, uh, is a little bit more attractive to me than the lines themselves. Uh, but yeah, this is a punt for me. Yeah. The San Francisco Niners defense, it's just way too vulnerable for me right now with all their injuries on defense. Not like their offense. That's honestly more of a concern. They've only managed, managed 37 total points against the Philadelphia and Miami team who the Niners were both favored by eight and a half or more. It got so bad last week that the Niners had to bench Jimmy G he had 77 yards and two interceptions. The Niners are a hot mess right now. And until they find some stability on offense, it's hard to see them covering against the Rams team playing well so far. I have to back the Rams here. Rams minus three. Rams 10 and three against the spread in their last 13 road games. San Fran in their last nine divisional home games, one, seven, and one, seven, and one. One, seven, and one. Got it. I'm so excited for this game. I'm ready to throw on my golf jersey already. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready because. Jimmy G and company is going to get absolutely harassed. And then that run game for the Rams is going to get started. And once that run game gets started, Goff is one of, is a top 10 quarterback in the league. 
Let's go ahead and move on to Monday night. We have a Monday night doubleheader. We'll start with the Buffalo Bills hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills, three and a half point home dogs. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, who were 13 and 0 and 12 and 1 against the spread in their last 13 games before losing to the Las Vegas Raiders last week as 10 and a half point home dogs, home favorites, excuse me. Honestly, it was crazy to see Patrick Mahomes running around last week as he was under heavy pressure from the Las Vegas Raiders defense. Mahomes was sacked three times, and they only scored eight points after halftime. The Chiefs will try to bounce back with the win on the road over the Bills, a part of the Monday Night Doubleheader. Nick, what is not to like about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs coming off a loss, as they have this game could serve as an opportunity for the Chiefs to refocus? Oh, I think, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is an, this is a get-right game. Uh, the Chiefs just lost a not an embarrassing loss of, to the Raiders. That's a solid squad. Uh, they definitely didn't put out their best effort. Uh, I like the Chiefs just because of the five-day rest for the Bills. They just got annihilated by the Titans. Uh, I believe that Josh Allen will get his. I believe Patrick Mahomes will get his. I really like the over for this game. Uh, and with no Tredavious White for the Bills, I believe that allows a lot more options for the Chiefs to throw the ball. And I think that they will just outscore the Bills. I don't think their defense will shut down the Bills by any stretch of the imagination. I just think the Chiefs score more. I like the minus three and a half, and I think they win by double digits in this game. I'm going to have to go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Please, I insist. Well, you know, I guess I was I was going to mention this line has actually moved up to it looks like minus four and a half here since uh, I guess a couple days ago. So um, I think as some, uh, I guess it. I thought it was for the levy on bail yesterday, but I guess he can't really play here due to the COVID restrictions. So um, one thing I was going to mention is Buffalo's defense. One of the, one of the biggest disappointments this year, I guess, aside from the white, white being out here, but uh, everybody had huge expectations for them, I guess. And, they've just fallen flat on their face. I'm going to punt this game just for the fact that Buffalo, I guess they're, they're on short rest, but they had a a embarrassing loss against, they shouldn't be happy with that performance against Tennessee. So I think they might come out as a home dog, try to um, they'll, I think they might keep it close, but I can't trust Kansas city in this. Uh, Mahomes looks amazing this time of year. Um, And it it looks like all the money right now is on Kansas city right now as well. Um, I just can't, I can't go that much with uh, Vegas or I guess against Vegas on that one. I mean, it looks like 95% of the money right now is on Kansas city. Yeah. I, I, I just, it seems as if I really, you, you, you think that Vegas knows something that we don't. Uh, and I have been paying more and more attention to the sharp picks this year, which would definitely be Buffalo here. I do believe that if Bill's mafia was there, it would be more of a pick them uh, because of how insane they would be going uh, for a game like this. Uh, 57 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, this could be a similar uh, line to uh, the, the the Rams Chiefs of last year, which was the most historic scoring game that we've ever seen. Uh, 68% of the consensus is on Kansas City. This is a pick. I, I have to take Kansas City here. We you, For the same thing that you guys mentioned, the, uh, you know, Tredavious White being out is massive and Tyree kill is just going to be able to blow through that, uh, blow through those defenders, him and me, Cole Hardman. I mean, it's hard to believe how many, uh, you know, opportunities and weapons that Pat Patrick Mahomes has at his disposal here. Uh, Josh Allen's going to have a good game. 
He's going to be able to move the ball. They are both coming off of bad losses and they're both going to be playing with that type of intensity. I just don't think that the bills defense can have the manpower to keep up with all of the insane weapons that, uh, that the chiefs have. And that's still not even including Le'Veon bell, which is man, it's just not even fair. This is not even fair this year. I think the chiefs are going to run away with this league. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to have to take them four and a half. I think that's going to be a cover. Uh, normally, like I said, home underdogs, huge, great bills team. I just don't think that they're going to have the legs to keep up with Pat Mahomes this week. Yeah. I don't think this bills defense that Tredavious white injury with him already out. This is a defense that already, already ranks 21st in the league. As Adam said last year, the bills were one of the top defenses in the league third overall in total defense. You have Josh Allen coming off a rough game. Josh Allen completed season lows in completion percentage and passing yards while also throwing two picks for the first time in his last 18 starts last week with the Buffalo defense struggling and Kansas city playing with a chip on their shoulder, rolling in into town. I have to back the chiefs here. And I think they cover this week for sure. Let's go ahead and move on to the last Monday night game. We have Dallas Cowboys at home versus the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are four and one straight up and against the spread in their last five games versus Dallas. The Cardinals hope to continue their run of success against the Cowboys on Monday night, while Dallas looks to overcome the loss of Dak Prescott to a season ending injury suffered last week. Guys, I don't know what to make of the Cardinals this year. I mean, they beat San Fran week one, which at the time looked impressive, but now it doesn't look as good of a win. And their other two wins are versus Washington and the Jets. So you can go ahead and just throw those wins out the door as they don't mean anything. Andy, what is your opinion on this game? The ginger ninja is going to be unleashed, baby. <laughs> Give me the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, no, I, I do think that, uh, you know, Andy Dalton, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, as sad and as, 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 as dreadful as it was to watch that injury to Dak Prescott. I mean, I had him in my fantasy football league as well. So I was heavily watching this game intently. Uh, on that front, but just as a person, you know, Dak Prescott suffered with mental illness uh, going into this season with the loss of his brother, and he's playing on a franchise tag, is putting up historic numbers. It's just so sad to see. Um, and with that being said, this team will rally behind Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton playing on a contract year has always been a moderate to decently, um, you know, competitive quarterback with a very poor uh Bengals team that has been run by Marvin Lewis's entire career, which is the most mediocrely average coach to ever, you know, grace his presence in the league. Uh, Andy Dalton's got a lot to prove, and I think he knows it. And he finally has some weapons in his arsenal to pass the ball to. I mean, he great doesn't weapons. have to be great. He, does, he doesn't have to be Dak Prescott. Uh, I do think that the honus is on Mike McCarthy a little bit more. He's got to uh, make more plays. He's got to call more plays. They're going to give the ball to Zeke a little bit more. But Andy Dalton, I mean, if you saw in the in the, the quarter that he was in uh, last week, he just had to throw the ball up, and Michael Gallup got it, made some two insane catches. He's going to have those weapons. He's got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb's a rising star. Zeke Elliott's a great pass catcher. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to cover. They're going to win this game. Uh, yes, the question mark is still on the defense, and I do believe that Arizona is going to put up a lot of points. I just think that Andy Dalton's going to be a lot more than people think he's going to be. Andy, I agree with you on the Andy Dalton take. I think the Red Rifle just has to do his thing. <laughs> just be the point guard. He's got four shooters on his team in Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. All he has to do is distribute and be a point guard and just pass it off to those guys. Just let them do their thing, and I think he can be very successful. 
I do think the Cowboys are going to be run heavy this week with Ezekiel Elliott, but I do believe their defense is the probably the worst in the NFL. They've given up the most points by at least five points per game. Uh, I think Ky- and Kyler has proven to ball up these bad defenses in a sense. He has been able to, against the Jets, he had over 300 yards, three touchdowns. I believe this defense is just as bad as the Jets, if not worse. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitz will have no problems getting open, I believe. Uh, I think that they can have a big day as well. And overall, I just believe the Cowboys offense will be good with Dalton, but they'll lose in a shootout. I like the Cardinals minus one and a half in this game. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I love Dallas in this one just because I, I, I watched Dalton last week when he got in, like uh, Andy said there, he did look good. Um, Arizona has a top five defense in passing, but they, they do give up about 124 yards rushing each year. So I, I, I look for Arizona to maybe stack the box a little bit. So it might open up a little bit for Dalton, but they, they, you can't stack the box that much just for the fact that he has so many weapons on those, th- uh, those three wide receivers, but he also has a good tight end as well. That Dalton Schultz, I guess he's a young player, I guess. Uh, it looks like 24 year old, 24 years old, 2018 draft pick out of Stanford. So, um, he's been looking pretty good too. I guess he had a little off game against giants here, but the past three games, he was looking well. So give me, give me, uh, Andy Dalton minus one against the, the or against the Arizona here. I'm going to make one more side note, uh, to go off of what Adam and Nick were saying. Uh, this does, this pick does fall outside of my top five picks of the week. I do like the the Cowboys. Their their defense is just too much of a question mark. I just think that this is the sneakiest, exciting game of the week. I think a lot of people are anticipating seeing how Andy Dalton's going to perform. Uh, this has got one of the highest over-unders as well at 55. At 55, so both Monday night games have uh, over-unders of, of 55 or more. Lots of scoring. Dallas all year is going to be exciting to watch because there's always going to be lots of scoring. Uh, definitely a game to watch. Uh, I would love to see what type of fallout happens after this game. Give me the Cowboys does fall outside of my top five. My one thing, not to discredit you guys, but just to say that I just think whenever Dallas has to play a good offense, especially a good even run offense that can do multiple, multiple things. Uh, I just think that they're going to really, really struggle. I, I I see this as a 45 to 40 kind of game. Like this is, this is going to be a lot of points. DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitz will cause a lot of problems. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see where you guys are coming from for sure. Yeah, honestly, I am punting this game. I think the big question mark, as we said before, is this Dallas defense. I think the offense will be a run just fine through a veteran quarterback like Andy Dolphin. But this, the big question is, how is the Cowboys going to stop DeAndre Hopkins, who is hands down the top receiver that they have faced all season? I just don't see that happening. Nick, you mentioned Larry Fitzgerald, who – has lost a little bit of a step, but he's still the possession catcher and he'll get you that first down on third anytime, <laughs> anytime. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for the Dallas that Prescott had to go down. You know, he was leading the NFL in passing yards and completions before his injury, let alone this NFC East still is up for grabs. As we said, Cowboys still are the favorite at minus 110, even without Dak. So I, I don't, I have a slight lean towards the Cowboys. Because I think that offense will be run just fine. I think the coaching with Mike McCarthy could be better. Arizona, I would have to, I'd have to agree they have the better coaching with Cliff Kinsbury. But I'm punting this game. Well, let's go ahead and each of us will give our top picks 
We will start with Andy, and then we can go Nick, Adam, and I can give mine last. Andy, I know you have picks. Do you want to go ahead and give your super contest picks? Your yeah, top- that's 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 where I'm at. My top All five, right. those are my super right. contest picks. I, a few of us participate in a, this this relatively moderately sized super contest, but if there, for those of you that don't know, uh, we pick five games against the spread each week with the five teams that we think have the best chances of covering the spreads that we went with. So these will be five picks as opposed to punts. And my picks start with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they're going to win and they're going to cover. Uh, it's a big game. It's going to be a really exciting, great Monday night we got. Uh, give me the Chiefs. Packers pick them. Don't think too hard about this. Packers, best offense in the league. Aaron Rodgers on his revenge tour, trying to stick it to the uh, the administration for drafting Jordan Love. He is going to go off in this game. Give me the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to win and cover in a large fashion. As Nick has said, the Jets are the worst team I have ever seen. <laughs> Let's not think too hard about this. The Dolphins playing well. They are going to score points and they're going to cover easily. Like I said, give me the Bears. Let Nick Foles cook, baby. I'm not betting with my heart. This is my head. Give me the Bears. They're going to win. They're going to win at least. I think they're going to win by 10 points in this game. And then lastly, give me the Eagles. This is my dog of the week. I think the Eagles are going to play tough. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. And because of that, lots of field goals. Justin Tucker game, Jake Elliott game. Uh, If they play them tight, they have a chance to cover this spread. My least confident of my top five is the Eagles, but I still like them enough for them to make it in there. Yeah, I, I have a lot of similar picks. I think Chiefs minus three and a half is a lock. I just don't see the Bills containing with them. Patrick Mahomes is they're coming. It's a get right game. I just don't see how the Chiefs lose this game. Uh, don't blow them out. I love the Eagles plus seven and a half. Uh, just for the fact that Carson Wentz can pull off some magic. That Eagles team, they're weirdly good and bad. They just the record doesn't exactly show what they are. Um, Colts minus seven and a half. I. I just don't see how there's any way that Joe Burrow is able to put up points against this Colts team. Uh, Packers pick them. Just Aaron Rodgers on his revenge tour. He has thrown zero interceptions. His secondary's down. Vita Villa's out. Uh, it's just not looking good for the Buccaneers. And then as well, the Rams minus three. I got similar ones to <laughs> Nick here. I guess I got Green Bay pick them. I got. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, uh, Rams minus three on Monday night or Sunday night. I apologize. Uh, Steelers minus three as well against the Browns. They haven't, the Browns haven't won in, uh, in Pittsburgh since 2003, October 3rd was their last win, October 3rd, 2003. Uh, I guess I'm going to go against Andy on this one. I'm going to take uh minus one and a half on Carolina. I think Carolina is going to come out with a win at home on this one. Uh, I guess Chicago is looking a little, I, I think, they're a fraudulent four and one team. I'm going to have to disagree with Andy on that. One. I am so. not apologizing. That's so <laughs> it's not your fault, man. <laughs> and then my final one, I'm going to agree with Andy and I'm going to take the Eagles seven and a half at home. I, I and, and even though that line moved to my nine and a half, I even like them more at nine and a half. Oh I might just buy the point and put them at 10. I might have to <laughs> throw not? everything I've got. <laughs> my whole salary. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right, so my picks here for the my top five for the Super Contest. I'm going with the Steelers, minus three over the Browns. I think the, the, this division, I think the Steelers come out. I, I think they have a chance to beat the Ravens coming out of this division. It's going to be tough. I think it really comes down to this defense. I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach. I think he gets the job done here at home versus the Browns. I'm back in the purple here. Vikings minus four at home against 
a 0-5 squad against the Falcons. I'm back in the Chiefs here coming off a loss. I think it's a great spot for Patrick Mahomes here on Monday night in primetime. I'm taking the Packers a pick them against Tampa Bay. I think Rodgers can outduel Tom Brady. Tom Brady's just too old. He doesn't have the arm power like Rodgers does. Rodgers just got Devontae Adams back. I believe Alan Lazard is off the injury list this week. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check that for sure. I believe he is. But I'm back in the Packers here as a pick em. And I also am – Nick's going to love this. I'm back in the Rams, minus three, in San Fran, Sunday night. Give me Jared Goff and company. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Give me the Rams here. Henderson Judge. Jr. and Malcolm Brown will have big games. Watch. You, watch. you guys I was watch. just going to say – uh, Alan Lazard is off of the injury report. He is. Uh, oh, no. So, so, so if the Buccaneers win, I guess we should just never record one of these again. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all are consensusly agreeing that Green Bay is going to win this game. Oh, well, man, boys, wouldn't that be something? Boys, I thought this was a good first episode of the podcast. Listeners, thanks for tuning into the first episode of the Picks and Puns podcast. Tune in every week as we plan on recording every Thursday or Friday meaning we will, we will release weekly episodes Friday or Saturday. Kind of depends on our schedules. I'm in the process of developing a Picks and Punts Twitter page will, where we will have all of our picks posted and our accruing records. Everyone have a good one, and let's beat the bookie. Hey, let's beat the book squad. Today I miss my workout, but it worked out. Now I'm missing work now, but it worked out. Had to buy a crib for up on my first house. Had my first kid, I love how she turned out. I love how she turned up, even if I'm burnt out. I'ma have so many seeds, I can have a bird out. Some love on a mama, I hope it work out. I hope it work out. Luckily, my ex ugly. I don't eat, so she can't get no lunch with me. I don't reach, so she can't get in touch with me. Can't be buds with me, don't know what to be. She gon' cuss at me, told her give it a rest, so I keep custody. Keep it all side eyes and side hugs with me. I know that my girl's trust is a luxury. I don't want my